I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. We're talking today about common spinal problems. Now, a lot of people have pain. How many of you have pain? Raise your hands. A lot of you have pain, and you don't know what's causing it. So we're going to go over causes of spinal problems, but more importantly, what to do about them. So right now, share this, uh, you know, tell your friends to tune in, uh, share this information. Uh, this show will be on our website, drjoe.com. Uh, also our podcast. This is a podcast. If you're a podcast junkie, you can listen at uh, Dr. Joe for the health of it. This show is going to go there. So we, we use the show a lot of different places. You'll always have access to it again. So if you hear something you like, and I talk too fast, it's going to be accessible to you. So let's talk about different things. Now you can stand upright. This is amazing to me. Because it's so difficult to take something the size of a human and make it stand upright. Because there's so many different muscles that have to come in, balance, the, the back of the brain, the cerebellum, uh, the, the, the uh, semicircular canals in the brain that have balance, uh, like a, a level in there. There's so many different things that have to go into you standing and not falling and not hurting yourself. So the spine, of course, that's that stack of bones in the back of your body. That's what makes you stand up straight. It supports your head, your shoulders, your upper body, your spine plays another role. It, it's the vertebrae that protect the spinal cord. So the way the body works, your brain sits up in your head and it sends messages down your spine, out your nerves to every cell in the body. So there's a nerve that tells your heart to beat and another nerve tells your lungs to breathe and your toenails to grow and your eyes to blink and everything is connected because the brain sends it down the spine, out the body and back up. The body had to protect the brain and the spinal cord because you can live without an arm, you can live without a leg, but you can't live without a brain and a spinal cord. That's why if we cut your head off, you die instantly. It's guaranteed to kill you. So the body lays down this thing called bone and the skull is bone and the vertebrae are bone. And the vertebrae, each one of them has a hole in the middle and you, as they stack up, it creates this tunnel where the spinal cord runs. So it's the most efficient thing that we as humans or any animal really can have to protect the brain and the spinal cord. Now, in the body, you give up flexibility for strength. So if you have more flexibility, like your neck can turn a lot and has a lot of mobility, it's not as strong. You look at a joint like your hip, it's a deep joint. Traditionally, that's a lot stronger because it's a deeper joint, not quite as flexible. Now, you can work the muscles and make it flexible as time goes on. But generally speaking, the more flexible something is, the, less, the, the, the weaker it is, the more likely it is to have an injury. And so that's the spine. We gave up flexibility. We gave up strength for flexibility. We can move. Each one of those vertebrae, 24 vertebrae, move around. So there's vertebrae stacked up, and in between each vertebrae, there's something called a disc. Now, the disc is a little cartilage, and if you ever ate a chicken bone and bit the end off the bone, that chewy, crunchy thing, that's kind of what the disc is made of. Now, the disc has an outer layer, and it has an inner layer. So imagine it like a jelly donut. You've got the crunchy outside and the soft, gooey insides. That's how the disc works. Now, the soft, gooey inside acts as a shock absorber, kind of a ball bearing. And the outer layer, if it breaks or cracks or gets a tear in it, the inside jelly can ooze out. So if the disc just gets a bulge in it, like a swelling, that's called a protruding disc. 
if the jelly squirts out, the inside of the jelly squirts, squirts out, the nucleus propulsus squirts out, that's called a prolapsed disc. Now, sometimes the disc can prolapse and not cause a problem. It can prolapse away from the spinal cord or away from the nerves. If it prolapses into the spinal cord or the nerves, then we got a big problem. And that can cause severe pain, loss of function. Uh, if you, if you, I always say pa- patients come in with low back pain. Oh, doc, I think I got a ruptured disc. Well, maybe not. And even if you do have a ruptured disc, it may not be a surgical case. It's surgical case when the pain is severe, if you lose bowel control in the low back, bladder control, if you have paralysis of the muscles, uh, same thing in the neck. That's when we start saying, okay, this is probably a surgical case. And I work with some of the finest neurosurgeons in the world. Uh, Dr. Kajave, uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's been on my radio show before. Uh, he knows what he's doing. In fact, I would go to any of these surgeons that I work with, I would go see him. Um, so there's, uh, there's other ones too. But the neurosurgeons I work with are good because they don't just go in there and start chopping on the spine. Now, my feeling is this. If you need spinal surgery, I would go to a neurosurgeon. If I need my shoulder, my wrist, my elbow, my extremities, I would go to an orthopedic surgeon. So the spine, I like to have a neurosurgeon working on. Orthopedic surgeon, I like the other ones. Now, some doctors may disagree. Orthopedic surgeons can do spinal surgery, but my feeling is that I'd rather do it uh, the other way around, okay? So if you have a slip disc, just a swollen disc, many times that's a chiropractic case. Let's pull the bones apart. Let's try to pull that disc back in, realign the vertebrae, build up the strength, in many cases, we've had swollen discs where the people respond tremendously to chiropractic care. If it's ruptured and you're starting to have paralysis, it's probably a surgical case, not a chiropractic case. So we try to determine what kind of problem you're having and is it necessarily a surgical case or not. A good surgeon is not going to operate on you unless it's absolutely necessary. Now, surgeons come to me all the time and they have a problem. And the problem is that the patient needs surgery but the person isn't healthy enough to get surgery. Anybody ever have that situation? The insurance company is either denying it because the person has high blood pressure or they have other issues, or the person really is so sick that the surgeon's like, I don't want to operate on this person, they're too bad. So what happens in a lot of those cases, the surgeons will send the cases to us, my team of doctors, and we'll do chiropractic work on them, we'll do nutrition work on them, we'll get them on some supplements, we'll try to get them healthy, healthy enough to have the surgery. I always have to laugh, you're not healthy enough to get healthy. So a lot of times surgeons will send cases to us and say, Joe, work on them or my team, work on them, get them healthy enough so that then they're a surgical case. I do tell the surgeons this when they want to send cases over. You do understand that there's a chance that we're going to get them well enough that they won't need the surgery. And they said, that's a chance we have to take. A good surgeon's going to say, listen, I don't need to operate on this person unless it's absolutely necessary. So if you can get them better, Joe, that's great. So that's something that we work with. And so it depends on the type of disc. The slip disc is kind of a generic term. There's really protruding and prolapsed. And we have to know what to do with those discs. Other problems you can have in a spine is something called spondylosis. Now, there's also something called spondylolisthesis, two different things. Spondylosis is when the discs start to wear out and the body starts to grow these things called bone spurs on the bones. Anybody ever been told they have a degenerated disc or bone spurs? Why? Why did this happen? It happens because the bones are out of place rubbing up against each other. Osteoarthritis, spondylosis, these are physical problems. Bones are out of place rubbing up against each other. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. That's different. 
That means the body is attacking itself. Go to our website, drjoe.com, listen to a show we did on autoimmunity. And autoimmune diseases, the treatment is pretty much across the board similar. The two things you want to cut out of your diet immediately with autoimmune diseases are wheat and dairy products. No wheat, no dairy. That calms down the immune system. Then I get a patient on things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, Dr. Joe's Glutathione, uh, Dr. Joe's Probiotics, Dr. Joe's Vitamin D. That's my immune protocol. And that can stabilize the immune system, hopefully, along with a good diet. And then chiropractic care comes in because if you have a pinched nerve going to your spleen or your thyroid or other immune organs, your lymph glands, you need to unpinch those nerves so the brain, we talked about that earlier, can send messages to the organs and back up again. It's not a hard process, folks. There really is protocols here. And it blows my mind that these simple protocols that I just taught you in a few minutes aren't standard across the board in healthcare. I, well, I do understand it. It's a business. Healthcare is a business, folks. Well, my doctor shouldn't have done that. It's a business. And so that's why you want to deal with doctors who know what they're doing, who are willing to say, you know what? I did everything I could for this patient. Maybe I need to refer them out. And doctors that understand that it's not just one thing. If I have a ruptured disc in my neck, what caused it? What else is going on? And that was the thing I remember when I was studying to be an orthopedist. Uh, one of my instructors, Rick Ackerman, uh, he put something up, like he put an x-ray up. And he says, okay, what's the problem with this x-ray? We were young. We're like, oh, there it is. There's the problem right there. And it was really easy to see. And he taught us. He said, look again. What else is going on? And we'd look around. Oh, oh, there's something else. Little minor thing here. Little minor thing there. He goes, yeah, this thing that you saw was not the patient's problem. They had it, but it was not an issue. They had other issues that were overlooked. So a lot of times doctors jump on, uh, they, you know, they pick the, the low-hanging fruit. They jump on the easy one. There it is. There's your problem. Let's operate on it. If I did an MRI on 100 of you right now who have absolutely no pain or symptoms whatsoever, no pain, no symptoms, MRI, 39% of you are going to show up with disc issues. So let's assume I have an issue and I'm one of that 39% that has a swollen disc. The doctor immediately says, you have a swollen disc. It's got to be um, the cause of your problem. And they'll go ahead and treat that swollen disc, maybe surgery, maybe injections. And what happens is that wasn't the problem. So what I'm saying here is don't jump to the conclusions just because we see something we, that obviously that's the issue. And when it comes to things like uh, cervical spondylosis, oh, you got so much arthritis in your neck. Well, how about other people that have arthritis in their neck that aren't symptomatic? That's why, we got, that's why my team of doctors are really good at digging and finding out where the problems are. But with spondylo spondylosis, that's the joints rubbing against each other, uh, bone spurs forming, and that can compress the nerves. And those bone spurs can dig into the nerve, and that can cause some problems. So it kind of goes along with osteoarthritis. Spondylosis is when you get the bone spurs. Osteoarthritis is when the discs are just worn out. So I say just worn out. The discs are designed for what's called axial load. Axial load means pressure up and down. I can jump up and down, and that puts pressure on my spine called axial load. The discs are not designed very well for rotation. That's twisting, okay? So when I see people at the gym, and they've got a barbell on their shoulders, and they're spinning as hard as they can back and forth, that is just tearing up those discs, literally putting micro tears into the disc. What's another sport that might cause that type of injury to the disc? Golf. Golf is the number one sports injury that I see, that we see in our practices. Because you plant your feet with spikes, 
and you rotate as hard as you can, and it usually is old people doing it. So the discs, they're real fluffy and liquidy when, you get, as, when you're young, and as you get older, they dry out, they desiccate. And as they dry out, they become thinner and thinner. And that's why as you get older, you lose your height. It's usually the discs wearing out. Pretty cool. But the discs desiccate. You got these old guys on weekends planting their feet and spinning their back as hard as they can. By far, the number one sports injury is golf. Because of who plays it. Sometimes it's women too, but I mean, I see a lot of men. And they always say, Doc, I got to be able to play golf again. Sometimes we can stabilize them. Usually we can. Sometimes it's too far gone. I had one guy, very, very wealthy, on this big, a big uh, business in Marietta, Georgia. Um, he came to me and he says, Doc, I, I live for golf. Had a lot of money, inherited it from his family, ran his big business. He had a lot of free time, liked to play golf. He would swing the club, drop to his knees in pain, pull himself up using his golf clubs, walk over to the cart, drive in the cart, do the exact thing over and over and over again. You got to fix me, Doc. I can't not play golf. I took an x-ray. We did an MRI. His disc was so worn out. I said, you have nothing here. Now, in cases like that, we can do PRP injections, maybe some exosome injections, and try to fluff up the disc the best we can. And he said, well, if you can't fix me, I'm not going to come back to you. I said, I can stabilize your back and hopefully get you out of pain, but you can't keep playing golf. He didn't want to hear it. Never came back again. So what do you do in a case like that? Well, you could probably do surgery. But if you fuse the back, it doesn't rotate either. So just be careful with your discs. And osteoarthritis is when the joints wear out. Spondylosis is when you start getting those bone spurs in there. Now, a lot of you have been told that you have something called spinal stenosis. Ever hear of that? Now, we talked about earlier how the body works. And your brain is made of bone and the vertebrae are made of bone. And there's a hole in each one of the vertebrae, a canal, and they stack them up. And that's where your spinal cord runs. Well, what happens is if the bones are out of place, rubbing up against each other, remember that's arthritis, it can pinch off that canal. And when a canal gets smaller, it be, it's stenosis. Stenosis means getting the canal smaller. And so that's a big issue because a lot of people have it and it can lead to real serious problems. But the issue is, why did I get spinal stenosis? It's a form of arthritis. The bones are out of place, rubbing up against each other, compressing that canal. Now, sometimes it's pretty severe. Uh, sometimes a surgeon has to go in there, make room for the nerves, kind of roto-rooter it out, so to, so to speak, if you know what roto-rooter is, uh, kind of open it up. And sometimes you might have tingling, muscle weakness, numbness. But a lot of times in cases with spinal stenosis, if we adjust them, if we put the canal back in place, it can open up the canal. And we open up the canal, it takes the pressure off the spinal cord. Now, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, Dr. Joe, pain, pain, pain. Remember this. 90% of your nerves don't feel pain. You can have a pinched nerve and not know it. So, for example, there's uh, nerves that control your blood pressure. You don't feel your blood pressure. There's nerves that control your kidneys, your spleen, your thyroid, your prostate, your ovaries, your hair growth. All these things are controlled by nerves. So 90% of the time, you can have a canal stenosis, you can have osteoarthritis pinching a nerve, and not know it. And this is why patients come to us all the time. And I've been in practice almost 38 years now. Patients come to us all the time and they say, well, Dr. Joe, I swung a golf club. I lifted. I was coughing. I, I, I brushed my teeth and bam, my back went out. And we take an x-ray and we see spondylosis or we see osteoarthritis or canal stenosis. And we say, okay, this has been here for decades. They say, 
Nah, can't be because I've never had back pain before. Well, in order for arthritis or spondylosis to even show up on an x-ray, it has to be there at least 10 years. So if you have an x-ray, we x-ray a lot of our patients, and you see arthritis in the x-ray, that had to be there at least 10 years. It didn't just happen. And so even though you're asymptomatic, no pain, no symptoms, you probably still want to get things checked. So how do you know you need a chiropractic evaluation even if you don't have a lot of pain? Look in the mirror. Is one ear higher than the other? Is one shoulder higher than the other? One hip higher than the other? Do one of your feet flare out? Both your feet flare out when you walk. Are your shoes wearing out unevenly? Look at your body. You can stand there by yourself. You close on, close off. I don't care. Look at yourself and see if you're straight. If you're not straight and you're crooked, that means the joints are rubbing up against each other, wearing out. And that's when you want to make a chiropractic evaluation. Come see us. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. And we, see, we can get patients in usually within 24 hours to one of our clinics. Uh, my doctors are handpicked by me. They're trained by me. And in my opinion, they're some of the best doctors, if not the best doctors in the country. That's my opinion. Uh, they take care of me. They take care of my staff and the people I care about. So I want you to understand that if I take care of, if I trust them taking care of me and the people I, take, I love, they can take care of you. And we get patients from all over the world. We get them from, because the show goes all over the world. Uh, we get them from Romania, Germany, Japan, Guam, France. I'm trying to think of just, just recently where they came from. But the most important thing is if you're in the Atlanta area, we're right here for you. And we would love the opportunity to be your doctors. We accept almost every insurance known to man. We do the billing for you. Uh, we're, like I said, we can get you in right away. We take Medicare. Uh, if you work with the VA and the VA sends you here, the Veterans Administration sends you to our office, the VA pays for the treatment. You just have to get a referral. Just ask for a referral. They'll give it to you. So what does the VA know? What does Medicare know? What do the doctors all around the world know? What do patients all around the world know that you don't know? Well, I hope it's that we give really great care. And in most cases, not every case, but in most cases, we give very good results. So if you'd like to make an appointment, drjoe.com is our website. Uh, you can book it right online. You can call us. There's numbers all over the website. You can call us. And we're more than happy to get that set up for you as soon as possible. My suggestion is this. Do it now. Well, Dr. Joe, I got my birthday coming up. I got Christmas. I got Easter. I've got... No, no, no. I don't want to hear excuses. This is your health. And every day that goes by, the condition's getting worse and worse and worse. So if you have an issue, we'd love to see you. And if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. That's just something that I've never seen it not happen. So come see us as quickly as possible. The insurance companies like to jerk you around. They'll say, well, Joe, you didn't go to the doctor right away, so we're going to deny your claim. Well, I couldn't go to the doctor. My car was in the shop because it got hit by your driver. So come see us even if you cause the accident. Many times you have insurance on your car that covers you and your passengers, even if you cause the accident. And we can check that for you. We're happy to do that for you. DrJoe.com, book your appointments as quickly as possible. So we're talking today about spinal injuries. A big issue that I suffered from for years is called sciatica. And that's shooting pain from your back into your butt and down your leg and or down your leg. Uh, it can be from a herniated disc. It could be a bone spur. But many times it's something really simple. And people go to the extreme when they have sciatica, and it's something that's really, really, really easy to fix. There's a muscle in your kind of your butt area, and it's called the piriformis muscle. And the piriformis muscle, when it contracts, allows you to rotate your leg out, like, you know, turn your foot out. And if the piriformis muscle, it, it can spasm or it can actually become weak. If the piriformis muscle is weak, it can essentially lay down on the sciatic nerve. 
and that can cause sciatic pain. And I've had many, many patients over the years, they had an MRI, there was something wrong with the low back, swollen disc, whatever, doctor did surgery on the low back, didn't touch the sciatic pain because it was the piriformis muscle causing it, not the thing in the spine. Again, just because it's obvious on an x-ray doesn't mean that's the cause of your problem. So then we have to work on the piriformis uh, syndrome, and then the person goes, oh my gosh, that was great. And so I don't want you having surgery unless you need it. If you need it, I want you having it. Not against surgery, but I think we should start out more conservative in our treatments and then go from there. And chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive, most conservative treatment for most back pain. Doesn't help everybody, but most people. Then we can go with chiropractic. Then we can do PRP. Then we can do injections. Then we have physical therapy. And then we can, uh, you know, escalate up to a surgical case. But I don't want to go to the end game right away because you may not need it. And the do- other doctors may not know how to diagnose like we do. I don't know how to diagnose like they do. I'm not saying that we're superior. I'm just saying that we're really good at getting to the cause of the problem without drugs and surgery. Treating the cause, not the symptoms. So sciatic pain could be piriformis syndrome, could be a psoas spasm. It may not even be a spinal issue. It could be a muscular issue. We can differentiate that if you need to. Sometimes in the spine, a tumor grows. Now, there's different types of tumors. There's cancer, there's lung, prostate, bone cancers. They can migrate or, you know, they can metastasize to different areas. There's some non-cancer tumors that can happen as well. You might hurt your back, the pain spreading throughout your body, your arms and legs go weak and numb. Part of your body could even be paralyzed. Sometimes you need a surgical intervention for that. Now, the nice part is that a lot of surgeons, like I said, will send us cases uh, before surgery to get them healthy enough so that when they do have the surgery and then after surgery keep them healthy, they're going to get better results. So surgeons, hospitals, they're graded on their results. And so they want to get high scores because it looks good. And so a lot of times the surgeons and hospitals get smart and they say, let's go send them over to Dr. Joe's clinic. Let's get them healthier so that we have a better chance of a successful outcome. And so again, it may not be a totally chiropractic case, but we co-manage the case with your surgeon, with your internist, with your orthopedist, neurologist, gastroenterologist, and we work together. One of my friends was uh, having some digestive issues, couldn't figure out what it was. I said, you need to go see a medical doctor. And he went and his uh, gallbladder duct was clogged. So they went in there, did a very simple procedure and opened it up. And now he's back getting chiropractic care, nutrition, we're working on his stomach. And so we co-manage a lot of cases. And that's what I like to do. That I'd love to be your primary doctor, but if we have to co-manage it, we'd love to be able to do that as well. If you have any questions, you can always send it to me through the website, drjoe.com. A little bot pops up and you can send us your questions. Uh, if you want to make an appointment, which you should, you can do it right online. Uh, Supplement-wise, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, turmeric. We're going to talk about anti-inflammatory supplements, anti-inflammatory diet, and what you can do personally every day to get that well. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to follow us on social media. This is important. I need you to support us. We give you all this information. We don't charge you for it, but I need you to do this as a favor to me. Follow us on social media. My handle is at Dr. Joe Esposito, and that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Do that for me as a favor. And if you're a, ju- a, a, a podcast junkie, go to your service and type in Dr. Joe for the health of it. Dr. Joe for the health of it. And those are our podcasts as well. We also have about 2,000 hours of podcasts on our website, drjoe.com. Thanks for listening to For the Health of It. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. 
You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. It's a new day now.